Early this year, on February 24th, 2022, Russia invaded Ukraine. This was a escalation of the Russo-Ukrainian war ongoing since 2014. Anna Allen, welcome back to Hudson Mohawk Magazine. Thank you very much for having me back. You are originally from Ukraine, living in the capital region. You've previously been on this program. You told us about your family. And it's been a while since we've spoken. So how is your family doing? Um, all right, they're managing. Um, unfortunately, since we last spoke, the situation changed but really did not change that much um back in the spring summer uh there was a lot of uh, uh bombings in kharkiv the city where, where i'm from and then the ukrainian military was able to push russians further out so like they don't get like your everyday shelling from the grad system so artillery but um, the problems that arise now in the past uh, approximately six weeks is uh, um, electric uh, system in the country being um, attacked by Russia. Um, there were several of these massive attacks. The latest one actually happened to today uh, when Russia sent 70 rockets. And although Ukraine was able to shut down uh, many of them, uh, there was still additional damage to the electric infrastructure, resulting in power outages. In, in general, now uh, every single power station in uh, Ukraine has been damaged with um, rockets uh, over the past six weeks and sustained damage. And uh, although in the summer Ukraine had plenty of electricity for its own needs and was even able to export some of electricity, right now they cannot produce electricity to meet its own needs and have about 30% deficit. And that is why they have, if they can, they have planned blackouts in big parts of the country. And if they cannot, then they will have unplanned blackouts. Kharkiv, where my family is from, they, they had a you know big blackout today and uh, only half of the city is back with power. Um, but in the sort of other parts of Ukraine, in Kiev, in Poltava region, um, that's what I know from sort of my family members, there's frequent blackouts, sometimes 12, 16 hours a day, they don't have power. And um, I think we're a little bit forget, but this day and age, so many things depend on electricity. When you lose electricity in a kind of, if it's a planned blackout, they usually do not disable cell towers, but if it is an attack, then the, you know, the cell, cell phones go off and the cell phones cannot function. And then you become in this kind of digital desert because you, don't get any information whatsoever in a time when you really want to know what's happening and what is the cause of the blackout and what is going on in the rest of the country, the rest of the world. And heat is also an issue. It is winter. 
Cold it can be very dangerous to people. And uh, the heat in many places may depend on like gas or some other sources, but usually you have electricity to control the pumps or control the thermostats. And when there is no uh, electricity, usually heat is also a big problem. Um, and uh, in um, Ukraine, very often in the cities, uh, there would be this uh, heat stations that would produce uh, heat for several blocks of apartment buildings. Um, you know, so thousands of people, and those also get targeted. And if they get destroyed, then people may end up without heat. So it, it is really a big problem. Mm. It goes without saying that it's been a very difficult year for you and your family. Is there anything message that you have for listeners? My family and relatives in Ukraine, they very much appreciate U.S. aid. They do hope for more, uh, primarily military aid, because that is um, uh, really important in being able to resist Russian invasion, uh, but also humanitarian aid. In the spring, there was a you know big push and a lot of people donated and they got a lot of humanitarian aid. A lot of that had really dwindled and... Um, there is not much as far as like humanitarian aid coming to both hospitals and sort of uh, private individuals these days. And, and I guess the other thing that I would like to bring up is why should Ukraine resist Russian occupation? Um, not only trying to preserve your own country, your own uh, democracy, your own identity. But the other part, Ukrainians see what happens on the occupied territories. Like the occupation of Crimea that happened eight years ago was, uh, you can call it peaceful. There was you know, very few fatalities, but it's not like occupied territories by Russia. People thrived or anything like that. Since uh, Russia occupied Crimea, it basically um, transformed it into the military uh, base and has a lot of military, but the uh, commerce, um, everyday life of the people did not progress. It's like a stagnation, like no public uh, buildings, utilities, etc., have been built on these occupied territories. Um, in the territories that are being occupied now uh, and then being liberated, we have multiple, multiple examples of uh, people being uh, tortured by Russians, executed, of uh, thousands of people uh, being relocated into deep Russia, into Siberia, uh, children being forcefully relocated into Russia and, uh, you know, forcefully adopted by Russian families. So um, Ukrainian resistance is not just trying to be independent. It's the way to survive because really if, if they get occupied, they um, really have a lot higher chances of you know, not being able to survive. Is there any possibility of 
ending the Russian occupation of Ukraine in a way that doesn't include more military support and more fatalities? I would disagree with you. I don't think military support means more fatalities. For example, the air defense systems, which Ukraine been able to get some over the past you know, 10 months, but definitely can use more, they do prevent a lot of fatalities because uh, yes, so those bombs will get discharged, but they usually will end up being discharged over some parts that is not populated versus being discharged over whatever civilian structures or schools or hospitals that Russia is trying to aim them for. So I, I would not, I would disagree that all military aid is, uh, you know, causes more fatalities. Um, I would definitely, everybody would like to see some peaceful resolution to this uh, problem. I, I don't think anybody sees it at this point. Um, and with the current Russian government, if in the spring, I was hoping that maybe like they try, they cannot win, they will back off. They don't seem to. They seem to continue this war, if, even if it is um, causing so many lives on the part of the, you know, Russian invaders, they're losing a lot of people by, you know, themselves. Uh, it's costing them a lot of money to, to continue this war, but they don't seem to back up, to back off. Um, so I am not sure of what peaceful solution there could be unless, uh, you know, there will be changes in Russia itself, like changes in the Russian government and their doctrine. Anna, I always appreciate you giving us this update on um, a very personal situation to you. Thank you so much for, for talking to us. Thank you. And have a good, peaceful holidays. <laughs>